I suppose we all have things that cause us fear, but that's going to be our discussion today. This is the Bible Studies for Life adult podcast. It's co-hosted by Chris Johnson and myself, Lynn Pryor. We are glad that you have taken this time to join us. And Chris, I'm just going to say, I'm glad that you joined us too. Hey, man, I appreciate that. And I have no fear today. I ain't scared. Well, so I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to our conversation. It is a delight for us to have Christina Zimmerman with us. Christina, yes. content editor for you. And we'll talk more about that later. Christina, good to, good to have you with us today. It's great to be here. And I ain't scared either. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, good. And as we've seen, that is the topic as we're in this study. We started last week uh, looking at the life of Abraham and learning how to walk in confidence. So but we're going to get into the study in a moment where Abram, uh, in, in his walk with confidence, he showed no confidence. In fact, he showed fear. And so that's really going to be our topic today. Uh, but Chris, Christina, let's talk about our own fears for just a moment. Yeah, I think I think it's a great opportunity in, in our discussion times to talk about uh, things that that cause us fear that doesn't that maybe someone else doesn't have any fear about at all, or maybe things that were silly that uh, we had fear of in the past. <laughs> Setting you up, Lynn. Um, so uh, I'll, I'll let you guys talk, and then we'll talk about just some of the general things that that come up would uh, that we're, we're sure. Thinking. But Chris, you know, I can't I honestly can't think of anything now. I'm really afraid of, and I I, I I know I'm setting myself up for people to try to find those. Uh, but I know as a kid, I'm talking about when I was a preschooler, there was something about balloons. I would get, I mean, I would get physically sick when they were at a, you know, kids parties and stuff like that. My parents don't know why that was. And I, I did outgrow it, but I, I remember that that's the one kind that was, that was truly an irrational fear for me. And thankfully I outgrew it. Wow. You know, fears are very real. And that was a very real one for you, Lynn. But I, you know, I can remember that, that I, when I learned of a fear that I never knew that I had, I have a fear of heights. Ah. As I was walking toward the Grand Canyon at the, on a vacation, the closer I got to the edge of that canyon, the more I began to become petrified. My legs, my feet absolutely turned to stone and I could not move. You know, that's amazing, Christina, that because you already you're on solid ground. And even as you got close to it, you're still on solid ground. I mean, I understand that, but it's just that fear that kicks in. The fear kicked in and I had to just walk, you know, where I was comfortable for a while. And then I ease closer and closer. So I, I continue to face the fear that I had. So if I see a, a snake or a mouse, I scream like a little girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Chris, you should not have day, told me that. Is... <laughs> well, yeah. I'm going I'm to be bringing balloons to work. I just want you to know that. And we're going to check to see how, you, how you're doing on your fear. Balloons. We had a coworker. She's, she's still a lifeway uh, in spite of what happened. We did to her. Uh, but in, in one of these conversations one day she mentioned she she was felt chris she felt the same way about mice yep and so she should not have told us this because <laughs> we we enrolled her in what we called the mouse of the month club 
And we would, these little, you know, just little, the little toy mice, we would, we tied it to a string, tied it to her chair so that when she pulled out from her desk and her chair would go backwards, that mouse looked like it was following her. And you'd hear her scream all over the floor. Uh, so I've learned never tell people the things you're afraid of. <laughs> They're going to use it against you, huh? That's right. But, you know, we, we also, uh, Chris and I uh, have a coworker, even right now, um, she doesn't like spiders. Yeah. And I mean, because she told us this because this was in the senior adult version of Bible studies for life. Uh, there was one Bible study session. Uh, Chris, I don't know if you remember this. There was a picture of a spider. On yeah, the cover. But you said it's an image. Yeah. Yeah. And it was part of the icebreaker. And she says, I hate spiders. I can't even look at that page just to <laughs> look at one. So, again, those are the kind of things you should not tell a person like me, because I was always occasionally just putting a picture of a spider in an email or something. So. So these are. So it's easy for us to have this conversation. We think that in your groups that it will be easy for people to talk about these kind of things. And that's, that's, this is the purpose of these icebreaker questions. It is a, an opportunity for anybody to talk and to interact. And, and that's, that's exactly what we want to happen in our groups. Cause it, then it frees people up to talk about things as you go into the Bible study. Right. And even though it does have that, as you said, Chris, it's, it is an icebreaker. It's kind of lighthearted. We're also on a subject that, could be very sensitive to someone. For instance, you know, I mentioned our coworker who doesn't like spiders, and I, but I know her well. We had some fun with that. But there's other people, if they mentioned a fear, and we kind of, you know, hard hard about it, you know, kind of laughed about it. You know, it, it, it's as Christina, you said it. Fears are a real thing for people, and uh, we just have to be sensitive as other people share that we don't belittle their feelings. Good, good word of warning. Now we're going to be looking again at, at Abraham's life. And, and I, I said to you guys, before we got started, one of the things that I appreciate about, um, about the Bible is we, we find out that people who are our heroes of the faith were real people with real, pro with real problems, sometimes real issues, real fears. And, and not all holy books take the same approach that the Bible does. The Bible will right. talk about the character flaws of David and the fear that uh, Abram had and the, uh, the, the mistakes and the failures of Moses. So uh, it, I think that that's beneficial to us to know that we're, we're not alone in in our fears in our struggles these bible characters people of great faith new testament peter paul um struggled sometimes and, and made mistakes along the way and god is able to redeem those things and to to give second chances and uh it's just a good reminder for us as we get into this bible study right and this is a, a great example as we look at the life of abraham in, the, in our previous session, which we, we kind of kicked off this study, here God has called Abram. Abram has stepped out on faith. He's obeying God. But now we get into this next section, and his fear rises to the top. Uh, this is where, uh, let me give you the background. It's Genesis chapter 12. We're going to begin our study in verse 10, but where there's a famine in the land. So Abram uh, takes his wife, Sarai, takes Lot, takes his whole crew down to Egypt. And it says there that uh, Abram tells his wife, he says, look, I know what a beautiful woman you are. Now, men, if you're listening, that's something you should always tell your wife. You should quote the Bible to say, I know what a beautiful woman you are. 
All right, but the neighbor went on, though. He says, and when the Egyptians see you, they will say, this is his wife, and they will kill me, but let you live. So please say you're my sister, so it will go well for me because of you, and my life will be spared. Now, here's Abram, who's just trusted God in a major move in his life, but now he's kind of fallen back on, hey, I got this plan here, and I think it'll work. It's all because of his fear. When fear kicks in, sometimes we are irrational. Sometimes we don't do the, sometimes we don't think clearly. Uh, in Abram's instance, a survival instinct probably kicked in. We need food. So he, he had to overcome the fear of being without food. He had to deal with his fear of the Egyptians. And, and those were just very, very real things in his life. Yeah, you know, sometimes we focus on our fear or we focus on the circumstances or, mm, or what's going on around us rather than focusing on God. And and Peter was a model of that when <laughs> he was, when he was in the, the boat uh, and uh, Jesus was walking on the water and Jesus beckoned him to come. And for a moment, Peter was walking on the water just like Jesus. But when he saw the waves, then he began to sink. So he took his focus off of the power that held him up, and that was Jesus. And, and, and he allowed that fear to take over. And you, know, you, you see that, Christina, later on in Peter's life, uh, at the, the time of the, uh, Jesus's arrest. Here's Peter brash and bold, and uh, Jesus, I'm going to stand with you. you know, he, he was ready to fight. But when his circumstances changed, and he's surrounded by the, the people and none of the disciples. Jesus isn't right there with him. Yeah, the fear kicked in. And he denied. And fear's kicked in here with Abram, where he has, he has seen his circumstances. And so he's come up with a plan to spare his life. And uh, what, what a tragic mistake this was for him. Uh, and I, I just see this as call for us that we must learn to trust God in spite of our fear of our circumstances. I appreciated the author's uh, recollection of learning how to swim and how his father taught him how to swim and uh, the fear that he had and uh, how he just frail, flayed and frailed and and uh, just out of control in the water until he was able to figure some things out. Uh, I think we all have those kind of fears in our lives when it's something new, something different, something we've never done before, something we don't know how to do. And um, but sometimes the only way to learn is to get in the water. Right. Our, our key thing here is we've got to learn to trust God when we're overwhelmed with those fears. Because I think there's some people that go, well, hey, it's my fear. I'm dealing with it. I, I can keep it under control, yada, yada, yada. But we got to remember, too, that my fear has a way of impacting others. Wow. I mean, I mean here's Abram's fear. I wonder how, what Sarah's thinking. Like, hey, wait, wait a minute. Do I not have a say in this? Um, of course, she went along with it, uh, obviously, because she said, well, he is my brother. But our fear does affect other people. I mean, you go down to verse 17. Uh, they're, they're in Egypt. Abraham's uh, made this pronouncement. My sister, the Lord struck Pharaoh and his household with severe plagues because of Abram's wife, Sarah. A Pharaoh sent for Abram and said, hey, what have you done to us? Why didn't you tell me she was your wife? 
And here Pharaoh realizes it's it's Abram's fault. It's his fear that's caused all these plagues to come. And I think there's that idea, too, that when we're afraid, it's not just a personal issue. It has an impact on other people. Now, Christina, I want to kind of throw this in your lap for a minute because you've been telling us about a recent trip you had to Birmingham. Can you tell us about that? Yes. And, you know, and that this fits perfectly in impacting others with our fear. Uh, You know, that trip for me and my husband was a reminder of the unrest, the inequalities that existed in our country back in the 50s and 60s. And the African-American people had over time were going becoming progressively, uh, I guess, weary of all the unequal uh, treatment that they were receiving. So they began to protest. And when they protested, dogs were sicked on them. They were, you know, attacked by dogs. They were uh, beaten, you know, bones were broken and so forth. You know, especially the, the march over the, the Pettus Bridge in Selma, we visited that as well. You know, it was a, a mm. tremendous to see the, the impact that it had on, on people who were just fighting for their rights. And, 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 and so one of the things that I thought about, even as I was preparing this lesson, is that, you know, that fear could have overwhelmed them and caused them to stop. But they did not. You know, they they backed up and reorganized and they continued to march over and over again and, and until their civil rights were um, were they were given the civil rights that they deserved as human beings. So I started thinking, OK, what if they had allowed that fear to overwhelm them? It would have impacted not only African-Americans, but the whole country, maybe even the world because the civil rights movement would have been slow in coming. Now, all of us benefit today from the civil rights movement, all of us. Uh, You know, when we were given equal rights, uh, it freed us to, to, you know, all of America to look at each other in a a different light and a new light. But even though there's still some inconsistencies, there's some, racial issues out there, we still are free to do those things that we weren't able to do back in the 50s and 60s. It's a good reminder. Thanks for sharing with us your your personal experience in, in going. And, you know, over time, we've uh, had the opportunity to get to know you, Christina, and you've shared with us um, your experiences growing up in Nashville um, and uh, some of the some of the uh, uh, things that you dealt with uh, as as a child of that of that era that um, uh, for Lynn and I, we, we, you know, those, those are surprising work. We're, we're all close to the same age. And, um, it, you know, we 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 didn't have those kind of experiences. And um, it's 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 a good reminder of how important it is for people to do the right thing and to overcome fear uh, to, to move forward. Right. And Christina, with that, as you were sharing, what, what struck me too is when I face it, when, when 
people faced fears like that and talking about the civil rights. What helped was in, in many ways, and I don't want to oversimplify this, but when they started to stand together, you know, that I, I gain a little confidence, even though I'm afraid when I know I'm not alone. Now, we're going to take this uh, as we're talking about this passage, the idea to trust God when you're overwhelmed. But trusting God, he gives us, if I could put it this way, the church. He surrounds us with believers that can help us stand. And I see the strength of that and what happened with, with uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and pulling people together that we can stand together in the face of this. One of the things that we learn in this passage is that God took care of Abram and Sarah. He protected them and kept them in his care um, uh, in spite of the fears and the decisions that were made. Uh, he looked out for their best interests. And that's a good reminder to us uh, that God is with us. He knows what's going on and to look to him for help and hope as we deal with fears that uh, we encounter in our lives. Okay. So what do we do when we've, when we have failed like Abram did, where he gave into his fear, what do we do? Well, we do what Abram did. Uh, it's a solution. He came back to God. He came back on a confident trust and really in worship. He uh, kind of moved now to chapter 13 of Genesis. And it talked about Abram. He went up from, he went up from Egypt to the Negev. In other words, he left the area that he'd gone into with Abram, his, uh, his lot, his wife, the whole, the whole, the whole crew. Uh, and it says that he went by stages. He went to Bethel to the place between Bethel AI, where his tent had formerly been, to the site where he had built the altar. And Abram called on the name of the Lord there. And I just see in this account that he's come back from the place of fear. Where does he go? He went back to the place where he had initially had a moment of worship to God. And to me, I, I just see him stepping back and, okay, God, I'm going to trust you again. Uh, so, well, go ahead. So because he went back to where he had started, would you say that his time in Egypt was wasted? I don't. Uh, I mean, it, it, because, because of what he learned from that experience. Yeah, yeah I, agree, I agree with that. I agree. Uh, it's a good reminder um, to us as believers that we are going to fail. We are going to sin. And it's important that we return to God uh, when when we recognize that we have failed, when we have given into our fears. Um, uh, yeah. One of the verses that the writer uses to reinforce this is uh Romans 8, 1, there's therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. And that's a good reminder for us. Sure. We sure like to beat ourselves up when we acknowledge our mistakes. Uh, yet we come back to God. He picks us up. He, he gets us right going on the right path. And I do believe what God will use what we learn from that. And I don't think God causes. He didn't cause Abram to go to Egypt. It was uh, Abram's decision. But when we mess up, God will still use that in our life, uh, as, at least as a point of teaching for us. Uh, he will grow us in spite of what we've done. Absolutely. Yeah, and Abram demonstrated the type of person that he was. He didn't dwell on what happened. I'm sure that he saw that he had made a mess. But he moved forward, and he rightly gave God glory, you know, when he built an altar and when he worshiped God. So a couple of questions that can uh, 
I think create some conversation uh, for our groups is to ask the question and respond to what has helped you move on from failure. Another way to ask the same type of question or what are some barriers to returning to God after failure? So uh, some good questions for uh, you to ask and give your folks time to think about it and uh be okay with silence while while you wait for them to think that through, but be sure that you give time for conversation about uh, failure and how we could, can overcome failure and return to God. Great. Trust God when you are overwhelmed with fear. That says this Bible study in a nutshell. All right. That's what we do. Wow. Thanks. <laughs> hey, thank you for listening to uh, this podcast. We appreciate you doing that. Um, most of you who listen are leaders. So we, we have a teaching tip for you uh, in just a moment. We thank you for listening. Many of you respond and contact us with uh, appreciation. And uh, every now and then we get one that says, hey, you guys work way off course this time and it's a good reminder to us that we need to stay focused on the scripture so we appreciate what you say to us and how you respond and take those things seriously so uh, let drop us a line um, email us uh, let us know how this is helping you and if there's other things that we can do to help you christina take a moment to talk to us about uh, you material uh, some people have have no awareness of it and so we try to give you a moment to highlight your work and then i think you have a teaching tip for us as well okay uh you bible study is a sister resource to bible studies for life we use the same scripture the same outline the same lesson but you is uniquely developed for the african-american and the urban audience also, there's a, a few other differences related to the U resource. We are uh, a three-in-one or a two-in-one. Some of there's a, a feature that I leave out sometimes. We are a, a learner and leader guide, but we also have devotions. Mm-hmm. And it, the the resource has a magazine look and feel, which is very very uh, appreciated by a lot of the uh, adults that use it. So, Christina, that means then. Let's say I'm sitting in a group. There's something I'm going to read before I come to the Bible study, correct? Oh, absolutely. Okay. And then there's a portion I'm going to use during the Bible study. And then I'm going to go home and I've got devotions to read after the study, correct? Absolutely. And those devotions reinforce what you've learned and then what you're going to learn. So there's a mixture in the devotions. And I think just doing that throughout the week like that uh, just really reinforces. And I remember, um, Chris, I don't know if it's preaching, if you've ever done this, where you just kind of throw the question to your congregation, something about what you what you preached on last week. And, you know, there's the crickets. Never ask that question because people don't remember. But with what what Christina, what you have put on the table, uh, that's not really going to happen because I'm doing it before I'm doing it on Sunday when my group meets and then I'm doing it through the week afterwards. So I'm going to keep like in this study, I'm going to keep coming back to the idea. I've got to trust God uh, in the face of my fears. Absolutely. Wow. absolutely. That is good. Yes. So, so Christina, before you give us a teaching tip, Lynn, I don't remember what I preached last week. 
<laughs> so how could I ask them to remember? Christina, give us a teaching tip. Okay. <laughs> All right. A teaching tip today is to just share your story as leaders. You know, following God's leading in the midst of challenges can be a struggle for every believer. We face challenges all the time. Fear of the unknown or a lack of confidence in our abilities are just two of the many reasons why we may be reluctant to follow God fully. So share your journey with following God. This can encourage your learner's faith and and it can also foster trust Help them to learn to, to trust in God. You know, one, one story that I use over and over again is the example of my husband. I tell his story. He was diagnosed with cancer. And, and one thing that he did is that he chose to focus on God rather than the prognosis wow. of the doctors. That's great. So he put his faith where it counted. Faith and prayers is the reason that he's still here today. That's great. Wow. Good Thanks. good word. Thanks, Christine. Thanks for sharing your heart, your stories. We appreciate you, and thank you for being with us on the podcast today. Oh, you're very welcome. Lynn, good to see you. Thanks for leading our, our conversation today. And most of all, we thank you who are listening to the podcast for Bible Studies for Life. We hope it's been beneficial to you, and we pray that you will have a great Bible study this week. 